see how the Zoom recording works. I mean, I think last time it came out pretty good, only now we both have much better microphones, so this should make a bit of a difference. Yes. Theoretically. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think I remember how to podcast. It's been a while. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. I am Steve. And I am Mike. And I just watched The Mandalorian about, I don't know, half an hour ago. And I still have, like, I don't know, half a chub. <laughs> Understandable, sir. Holy shit, was that good. The whole season was fucking awesome. It didn't stop. It just didn't stop. The only episode I, I had any doubts about was the second episode with the frog lady and the fucking spiders. And the only reason I had those doubts was because it felt like the first episode that really just didn't make a lot of sense. It was almost filler, wasn't it? He, almost. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Like, it's filler because it's the it's the in-between episode of him getting to the place he needs to be. Like, because he was on the, uh, he was on Tatooine, and he needed to get to somebody that could lead the baby to fucking a, a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. And, like... That that was his path, so yeah, it was filler because on the journey it's filler. But I mean, ultimately, the things that were brought up in that episode, like the the New Republic X wings that came to like shut him down, like that wasn't filler material. That was like that seems like it's gonna be a continuous a continuous like thing because they popped up later in the season too. They definitely um, it was beautiful. I was like, and it was Filoni and. Uh, Whatever the other guy's name was. Monk? Thelonious Monk? Yeah. It's Thelonious Monk. <laughs> it's Thelonious Monk. That's just true. <laughs> um, that was badass. The spiders it, were very it, creepy. It was so creepy. And, like, um, the only problem I had with that episode truly on, like, a storytelling, he literally had that thing on on life support when he showed up to that planet already. That that ship was, was just drowned and then put together half-assed by a Mon Cala and like it, it had all that netting and stuff holding it together and then he gets into the scuffle with the New Republic X-Wings and like they mess him up a little bit extra and then he crashes brutally into that cave and then he falls an extra like 100 feet into that cave and then like he's like oh well mission's over I guess like I'm just gonna kick back and relax the frog lady's like, you gotta do something. He's like, all right, I'll try something. I think the, he re- uh, I think the Mon and, happened afterwards. Remember, that was after. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay, he, so. He still just shot up. It was still just shot up and beat. Oh, so yeah, it was destroyed. Like, yeah, it, it just got f- fucked up more like every episode pretty much of the season. <laughs> like, it was progressively getting ruined this whole season. But, uh, <laughs> but like, it's, it's in shambles. Like, the, the ship is r- ruined from the crash already. And he's like, we can't go anywhere. Like, we're we're screwed. Like, mission's done. Like, I'm sorry, I can't even honor our deal. And she's like, bullshit. She walks off, and like, she's all mad. And he's like, well, I'll try to get this thing working. He gets it working, and then he takes off, and then it fails. How'd you even get it working in the first place, for one? But then, like, ten minutes later, not even, they're like, oh, panic situation. Get back to the ship. We'll try to launch it again. How are you capable of launching this thing? Like, this it is, is in way. critical form. 
He's the Mandalorian. He's the Mandalorian. It's all. He it's does it. it three times in that episode after the critical failure. Like he restarts the vehicle like three times after the critical failure, and all three times he takes off with it. Makes no funny. sense. I know the but, ship, ship is pretty beat up by the end of it. Like when it got blown up, I'm like, eh, when it got blown up, I was yeah. like, eh, it'll, you know, it'll do fine. We saw what happened to Vader. I mean, he he was pretty torn up, and he's fine. <laughs> I'm actually reading. Uh, I'm actually rereading one of the comics with him, uh, where the Emperor basically, tell, you know, makes Tarkin his boss. Oh yeah, that's it's and a, it doesn't go well because Vader's like, uh, what do you mean, like psychotic? <laughs> like Vader's like, uh, dude, I hope you know, like in the Clone Wars, I led this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny because it's like Vader's just it's like Tarkin's talking to him, and then Vader's like imagining all these different ways of killing him and showing him like choking him and then lightsabering him to death. And I think yeah. Tarkin's like the only person in the Empire besides Palpatine that like actually knows the identity of Vader. Like, does he because he knows he he knows because there's I think there's a moment in a book uh, where he straight up like he he throws out a little reference like to his time when he knew him in the Clone Wars and it's like a it's like he he's it's like a diss to Vader that uh Tarkin throws out like yeah like I I knew him when he was a kid or some shit and it's like just trying to belittle him a little bit but oh, yeah. like yeah vader hates that vader vader cannot stand that you know no his he, past he, is dead well, to him like any memory of anakin just pisses him off you know yeah it's it's so funny talking about anakin and vader anyway because like once palpatine like officially like knights him as darth vader when mace windu gets thrown out the window like he's vader from that point like it's not anakin anymore he's got yellow eyes and shit walking up to the jedi temple he kills like a bunch of kids he's terrible like he is 100 percent vader <laughs> like, oh, he's a, yeah he's a monster that's why it was like people were like oh yeah he turned back good in the end i'm like he's still a raging. he still is that he's a monster. like he he's still a bad guy it's he just he made the right choice in the end yeah, like yeah. doesn't change that he literally is responsible for the death of like billions <laughs> like, exactly exactly it's so true though. how many planets were tested on with the dust star before like oh yeah. all they're on like oh, ridiculous <laughs> right. so that, that was, what speaking of that um what did you think about the end uh uh the mandalorian when, when luke was walking when luke showed up he's going through the Bro. corridor and it's just almost shot for shot like uh rogue one when it was like, like vader dude oh my god um that see so when, when i first saw the x-wing my first thought was they're bamboozling me that ain't you luke do. My first thought was it's going to be someone else that we're not immediately going to be aware of who it is. Oh, yeah. And then they will show us the face and we'll be like, huh, who's that guy? And then he'll say his name and we'll know. That was my first initial thought. I was like, there's no way that uh, that X-Wing is Red 5. There's no way. It's Wedge. He came to help. <laughs> Wedge showed up just to. <laughs> He's like, I'm here. Does somebody call me? <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, at this point in the timeline, anybody in the New Republic with an X-Wing realistically could have been the one. And, it, oh, yeah. I mean. It's it it would be random for them to do that, but like, I mean, shit. The the New Republic X Wing dudes that were tracking down Mando for like half the season, they they seem to have no problem showing up wherever they wanted and doing whatever they wanted. And their mission was clearly to stop the spread of the Empire in the Outer Rim. So like, that was my first thought was it was just going to be a random person. Like, there's no way this is going to be Luke. Then I saw the lightsaber and the camera. The, the security camera showed it with a white glow and the hood and, and the cape and all that was very big and like uh, flowy like Ahsoka's was. So I was like, damn, is Ahsoka back? Why she only got one lightsaber? And 
I was really, really like thinking about that. But then they they showed the green lightsaber, and you all you see is the motion of the cloak. Still, you don't really see anything defining about the features, but the lightsaber and the cloak. And I'm like, green lightsaber. There's that narrows it to two people, fucking uh, Ezra from Rebels and Luke. And this is like a grown ass man, clearly. Like, and and then I saw the black glove. The second I saw the black glove, I was like, "Holy shit, dude! They fucking did it!" Yeah, I saw that too. As soon as I, well, I saw the green lightsaber, I knew it was Luke. It was like, you know, <laughs> and you could see the the hilt of the uh, lightsaber, and it was fucking sweet. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was badass. And those dark troopers, the dark troopers only really appeared in the video games, the Shadow of the Empire, and stuff like that. Didn't yeah, and that was a uh, comics till later. It was in the nineties. But that was uh, Kyle Katarn was the main guy of that game, and I. I swear to God, from the moment they mentioned Dark Troopers, I thought that's the direction they were going to go, bringing oh, yeah. Kyle Katarn in to canon. Um, they'd have to change his background a lot because in the game, he was responsible for delivering the Death Star plans to the uh, to Princess Leia, not Rogue One in the game. So they would have had to have changed a lot of like his core background. Hmm. But like at the same time, he was like a rebel that was originally like empire like he's like the jedi version of finn like he was part of the empire and he ditched them for the rebels and became a jedi and he was like a kind of like a super spy jedi that like ended up just becoming a powerhouse and at least in his canon within his canon that's how it was but there's no way we'll get something that good like so they got to counter it with something like giving us fucking luke skywalker that's badass and then for them to in- introduce uh like they got boba fett series coming and oh, oh bro there's like five other series coming too they got ahsoka, ahsoka yeah. um rangers of the new republic which is supposed to be like a um a spin-off of mandalorian probably following um the x-wing pilots that's what i'm thinking um even if it's not the same even if it's not Filoni and the other guy, it, it could be anybody. But um, there's that. Uh, they announced a Japanese anime for Star Wars called Visions, um, Ooh, which is going to be really cool. Um, they announced the Acolyte, which is the first visual media um, part of the High Republic. The the 200 years before the prequels, like that new shit they're going to start doing. And the show's going to be about, like, the final days of the High Republic uh, when a Sith rises up to, like, kind of shut that shit down. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to have a Sith show. Like, oh, we yeah. get so much love for Jedi stuff in, in movies and TV, but, like, I want, like, a really good Sith story. Um, oh, yeah. Like, even if it's just, like, I'd like to see them go back to Korriban. You know, like oh you know, yeah, you know, and just have like I mean, it's still a graveyard planet. Put us on the Sith home worlds and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd the, be Sith, the Sith home world. I mean, it's just a big graveyard planet at this time, haunted by the ghosts, the spirits of ancient Sith. Though, so right? Really cool to see like a, a, a somebody who's like trying to be like some somebody who's barely force sensitive go there and and try to explore it for treasure or some shit and get turned right into stark like force. It'd be, it'd be pretty sweet, you know. Any excuse to see Corban. <laughs> but, uh, any, any excuse. It was, um, really, it was, it was an impressive episode. It was an impressive scene. I thought it was funny that they had Boba be a distraction and dip out. Because imagine Boba Fett's reaction when he sees the, the Jedi that's basically responsible for him ending up in the Sarlacc. 
exactly. Like, like, what the fuck? Boba would that. probably try to shoot him. <laughs> like, I, love I love the gigantically overweight Bib Fortuna at the end. Just so. Oh my god, so he looked bad. like Jabba in the making. It was so good. And what do you think? Uh, what do you think his show's gonna be? Like the Boba timeline wise, I think it's gonna be a variety show. I think he's gonna have dancers and singers, and that's uh, awesome. Uh, gonna have that's a, awesome. Comedy. More of that, yeah, and probably like um, pie in the, lots of pies in the face. Just like, a lot of wacky. He's near three other clones that look like him, like the same oh, age no. as him, and they're all gonna like. He's like, which one's the real Boba Fett? And you know, if you don't pick the right one, you're gonna you get a pie in the face. face. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be him uh, exploring. I think honestly, the I have a feeling the Mandalorian is gonna go a slightly different route. And the the Bo Katan Mandalore storyline is probably going to take place with uh, in, in the Boba Fett show. Just and the only reason I say that is because like if you make that part of the Mandalorian storyline, it's going to take a lot away from the Mandalorian. You know, it's, it's well. See, but this is the thing, though. This is like because I have like four different theories going anyway. Like I'm <laughs> shift I'm shifting through all I of them shocked. at the moment. I am utterly shocked. But <laughs> but like. Uh, honestly, like my, f- I mean, my gut is telling me Mandalorian, the show, baby Yoda is going to be gone for all of season three, all of season three. And the whole season three is going to be Mando, maybe Cara Dune, um, more than likely Ahsoka might show up. I'd, I'd say more than likely, at least a, once or twice. Um, but mainly Mando, Bo-Katan, and the Death or not the Death Watch, the uh, whatever her, um, the Owls or whatever the fuck. They're, like she's got her own branch of the uh, the Mandalorian shit because she was Death Watch and then she kind of stepped away. Um, but Bo-Katan and her her friends plus Mando and the Dark Saber going to Mandalore because everybody believes besides Bo-Katan that Mandalore is fucked or it was blown up or it was, it's like the nature has taken over so much that you can't have people there. Well, and like, the atmosphere was destroyed. They lived in domes at, at, at this point, you know, like, right. That's what it's supposed to be. But like Bogotan's like, that's all propaganda. So what she believes is that it's all alive from the empire. Mando's like, no, nah, like that's, it's gone. Boba's like, no, nah, it's gone. I feel like that's going to be the drive for at least the first half of season three is Bo-Katan and Mando finding out. Her sister was killed by Darth Maul, right? It's just to piss off. Yeah, but they come back in Rebels and it's fine. Oh. Oh. Like. See, it's like for not watching that show. Yeah. And Rebels, um, Bo-Katan is given the Darksaber by Sabine. And Sabine got it. She found it at a temple on Dathomir. Maul left it there. And Sabine finds it, and she's Mandalorian, so she takes claim, and uh, she helps. Um, she helps. Uh, what's her name? Um, was it, was it, was it she helps Bo-Katan. Like she she helps Bo-Katan and the the Vizsla family um, reclaim uh, proper Mandalore, or or it might have been conquered Dawn. But either way, those are home worlds to the Mandalorians. So either way, there are places for the Mandalorians to call home. 
I have a feeling that's going to be the big focus is the mythology of what a Mandalorian really is because Mando at this point he's starting to get to his real character uh, growth where he t- he took off the helmet to Baby Yoda he took off the helmet to find out where Baby Yoda is he you know he's met two Mandalorians now that both have taken their helmets off in front of him like it was nothing like and they're famous they're not just like side characters these are like big deal people and what's he in the galaxy once once they told him that he was part of a cult that was really obscure and like he he was like what you know well it's like how convenient that you only knew 12 mandalorians your whole life and they all had this belief and now you meet two that are from totally opposite opposite ends of the galaxy and both of them are like no you can take your mask off dude like you're you're good and the, episode, the previous episode with Bill Burr when he did it was fantastic. I really, love, really good. Bill Burr, phenomenal. Him. Oh, he's so funny. So um, funny. And the whole like Inglorious Bastards like German bar scene that they did with him, where like <laughs> the tension is just at an all time high. Oh, it was so beautiful. I was so laughing. And the dude's just talking with such a sincere like, yeah, let's make the people suffer. It's great. The Empire is awesome. And like Bill Burr's like, yeah, yeah, that's real cool. When you fucking murdered like eight million people, like <laughs> he's like, Bill Burr's just like all mad on the inside. Yeah, he said, um, um, I was listening to his podcast yesterday, and he said that's the only scene he watched. He said his wife was watching it, the episode because he doesn't want to watch himself, you know. But his wife mm-hmm. was watching the episode, and she was laughing her ass off. And uh, it was so good. Uh, and he was like, he went and sat down and watched because he wanted to see how that scene turned out. He's like, it turned out pretty good. He's like, you know, it's, it's pretty good. And then he was like, uh, he was like, I gotta go, f- we gotta go fill out them TPS reports. Yeah, right. <laughs> from uh, <laughs> Office Space. He <laughs> was too funny. It was, um, it was really impressive. You know, I, I like, I got a, I got some ideas about Boba though. Um, because there's like three layers of his life that we don't know anything about. Like, we don't know anything about his teenage years in the visual form. Like, we have not been given the visual of his teen years. Yeah, he wasn't at he, all. He left um, Darth Plagueis, not Plagueis, Darth Plagueis, um, Darth Tyrannus, uh, Count Dooku, when he was like. 10 like he got away from him after about a year yeah yeah he right. dipped and then he joined up with uh cad bane and a couple other bounty hunters they kind of sucked to him like they were they treated him bad and then he dipped off he i want to say he snuck into some rebel uh or not rebel but like a republic um like clone training thing for kids and they were like you're like you're different than us what what's the problem with that <laughs> and he's like shut up (laughs) and like (laughs) that but then like the time gap from then until episode five is the window that like we missed out on not to mention i feel like they showed him taking that throne in java's palace for a reason that's a crime syndicate like throne that's not a like that's not something to be taken lightly he sat on it like i'm ready to claim this crime syndicate like i'm ready to run shit so like it, it has me thinking the show is going to be a mixed bag of current time and flashbacks and flashbacks and really good, like telling of who he is kind of flashbacks. Like give me Boba Fett's perspective on episode four through six. Give me Boba Fett's perspective on the fucking 20 years or however long in between uh three and four. 
like give me a teenage boba first getting his armor first reclaiming his dad's ship like all all of those things are things that we have not seen and it would be awesome you can also see his perspective uh as a like a really fun like you know shout back to the old series is uh when vader approaches him you know, then from his perspective on the Star Destroyer, while Vader's walking around, it says no disintegration. You could look at it from Boba Fett's perspective. Yeah. No, yeah, scene for scene, shot for shot, it might be similar. It'll still be cool as shit to see that again. Oh, yeah. And, like, imagine rewatching the opening to Return of the Jedi from Boba's perspective. Like, seeing Luke come in, seeing Jabba, like, looking all suspicious, and you know Jabba's got some shit up, your, up his sleeve. And then they capture Luke, and then you go out to this barge. Next thing you know, you get stabbed in the back by a blind guy, and you fly off and die. Like <laughs> you, just, you just define twenty twenty. Absolutely, everything <laughs> about that is how this year has gone. Oh my god, stabbed in the back by a blind guy, thrown into a starlight pit, and slowly digested over a hundred. I think that last episode was my favorite of the series, though. That's I really good. do. Yeah. But you know what I'm really excited for is. This is, I mean, once again, I told you I got like a million fucking ideas coming out of this last episode. The final thing that I was coming out of this with is because that baby went with Luke, he's going to probably come back in like season four or the end of season three, fully trained and talking. Baby Yoda actually growing up a little bit. But he was trained for a long time. At the, uh, <laughs> right. He was already trained to an extent. So, like, imagine him finishing out his base training, like, to the point where he doesn't faint every time he uses his power. Like, and him teamed up with, back together with Mando, and Mando's got the Darksaber. Oh, my gosh. That's another thing. Giancarlo Esposito killed it this episode his evil like scheme to like purposely let mando get the dark saber so that it would force him into this weird awkward situation where bo katan would have to fight him to get the thing like he knew what he was doing the whole time like and when i watched the fight again it looks like he almost gave up at the end on purpose like here you can have it like you can take the dark saber from me i just know that you're probably going to get killed by bokatan cuz she wants that thing more than anything like that's fucking genius empire writing like that's exactly what an empire like grand moff would be expected to calculate and do like, oh, exactly, and you know they're they're talking about uh, bringing in uh, um, Thrawn, which is really cool. Oh it's my god, I'd go season. crazy! It's going to be pretty badass. It's going to be. Pretty- I have a feeling Ahsoka, the show, is going to be like the continuation to Rebels. Though, if you haven't watched Rebels, I know you haven't. Please, <laughs> please watch it. It's I so good. I'll watch Rebels fr- as soon as you start watching Star Trek. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> There's so much more Star Trek than Rebels. No, I'll give you, I'll give you a list of episodes. It's all you get to watch is like ten. The the needed episodes to watch. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you could totally like parse like. Netflix. I have to watch the first interracial kiss on television ever. No, no you ew, no. <laughs> Just Shatner. Why would you do that? No, uh. not, TOS. You don't have to watch. There's only like two episodes of TOS you have to watch. I mean, this last episode of uh, Discovery, they actually brought back. One of the characters, the character of the Guardian of Forever, which is a sentient time portal. Yeah. And the last time you saw it. What season are they on? Oh, they're on three. Is it good? Oh, it's really good. 
Wow. I mean, the last time you saw that was freaking like 1969 was the last time you saw that character. Like it's been That's crazy. It, it's just a sentient computer. Uh, but it's really good. And Michelle, yeah, uh, Michelle No is getting her own series. Yeah. You know, and she's a fucking like you watch her on screen, she just eviscerates people. She's got like the That's awesome. Face. She's like, What are you looking at? You know, and then she like there was the, she looks at the two gay guys. She was like there's the one one gay guy standing, she's like, you know, like don't be so stuck up. You know, maybe you know, maybe you come back to my quarters later, I'll show you some good a good time or something like that. And his his husband's like uh, Wilson Cruz is like, um, you know he's gay, right? He, he, she's like, she's like, don't be so close-minded. She's like, and what does she say? Uh, she's like, in my universe, he was pansexual. It'll be okay, Poppy. It'll be okay, Poppy. And he's like, excuse me, she call me Poppy. She's like, Ugh. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, you know. But oh my gosh. Yeah, they've introduced a couple of new characters um, that are really fun. But overall, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It, there's some there's some episodes you're like, what the fuck? But but this season and last season in particular with Pike, with Captain Pike, uh, is so it's turning out like the good Star Trek series have been, where it's like the first season you're kind of questionable, and then by the second season you're like, wow, they really came into their own. Every every Star Trek is like that, except for Voyager, that was pretty much crappy, <laughs> like for the entire. I mean, <laughs> Voyager is like comfort food Star Trek like nothing big is it's happen. the casual Star Trek it's, it's not really it's not, uh, it's not gonna challenge you but you know you're gonna because it's Star Trek and it gives you makes you warm and fuzzy you know like, of course like, oh, oh, it's a Star Trek. you know Picard was I mean a, a horrible disappointment I actually posted something on Twitter uh, last week I was like you know you have a limited amount of time with this guy you know you know what you did last season Star Trek writers you know don't do it again I was like do Better. Yeah, no, that's you know, that's not cool. No, it was especially bad. when so many people. I mean, at the same time, I also I feel bad for the writers because it's like they might have thought they had something really good going, and it's like it didn't work for the fans. But like we're in we're in a day and age where people want to be mad at anything that's oh, supposed yeah. to be like new. I'd say like even like game of thrones a lot of people are like would agree that like this last season was like the worst ever the way it ended is horrible but like two years to show us that and it was like but it, but if you but if you follow the writing that was given and it actually lines up in a, like majority of the ways and whatever and it's actually what was intended then like you know the show writers didn't think it was going to be a bomb it's just the the culture of fans unanimously agreed that they wouldn't like it and it's like it's it's all subjective so it's like you know you could show somebody that's never watched game of thrones the whole show and they might love it or somebody that's watched it as it's gone on for the last however many years and they get to that final season that they had to wait two years for and it's like god i waited two years for this this hurts like i think it's hard there was a picard didn't have any like real uh like the cohesiveness to it, and every episode, oh, makes sense. They'd, they'd have like somebody explain. It looked like they rushed it. They did, and then every new character that came out, instead of just like cutting away and saying, you know, have, cutting back to them and saying, you know, wow, you guys have been through a lot. They literally explain everything to that character, so you have five or ten minutes of them explaining everything that's happened up to that point. You know, and it, it happens like every other episode, and you're like, what the fuck? What do we have to watch this and listen to this? <laughs> we, we already know this. You're not explaining it to us. Who are you explaining to? The character? It's like we don't need to to, to see the character get the explanation. Just have him know it. God damn it! <laughs> you know, like, and then like by the end of it, you're like, 
What the fuck just happened? Like, was that the Transformers <laughs> that came out of that portal? Was it Transformers? It was like, what the oh fuck was God. it? It was bad. It was really bad. And you're like, like the only characters from the first series that you really see outside of Hugh are from Next Gen. It's like, you see the one girl from Voyager, Jerry Ryan, who's amazing. And then you see, like, Will Riker and Deanna Troy. And that's like it. And you're like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> so, like, just like, I mean, but some of the characters were cool. It was just like, it was, I don't know. I mean, there's a point he puts on a, a freaking French uh, costume, complete with black and white stripes, and an eye patch, and a beret. He's like, I am the spy, man. Look at me. You know, like, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm trying to blend in. You know, I'm going to be incognito until they don't know I'm Jean-Luc Picard. It's like, what the fuck? What? This is the future. They can, like, scan your DNA and tell like, who you are from, like, I'm, like a, a light year away. So, like, you know, <laughs> it was, like, bad. I was just like, wait, wait really? Really? That's the, that's the route you're going? That's the that's a shame. That's the path you wanted to take? Yeah, you can go fuck yourself. You know, this, poor <laughs> man. this man's 81 years old, okay? You know, like, what the fuck, you know? And I mean, it's funny because the only really good episode, in my opinion, was the one that they shot last. But uh-huh. actually, it took, takes place in the middle of the season, you know. You're like, but you know, but the Mandalorian on the opposite end, every episode of the series has been pretty damn consistently good. I mean, there's a couple episodes that are kind of slow. Like yeah, the, but um, they all end up having their moment. Like every yeah. single one. Like the one with the planet with the 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 orcs that come out and attack the uh, settlement. You know, it's like fucking Lord. Oh Wars. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's like I watched the Twin Tower or the the, the Two Towers movie, except it's oh, yeah. forty five minutes long. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, that was one of the few slower ones, and even that was great because you got to see Gorgu try to eat a damn frog over and over. And you get that was so funny, so out. funny, man! When he committed genocide, that was the funniest shit ever. Oh my god! When he just ate like all of the last eggs that this lady had to fertilize, like <laughs> she had like twenty five of them in that tank, and he ate like. 20 of them by the time they landed. <laughs> like. So funny. They're all like, oh, look. And apparently there was supposed to be like a, a queen and her husband was like... Yeah, and they were literally like the last of their species. That's so weird. And and Baby Yoda's just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. I'm gonna eat your whole species. It was gross. He's like, bloop. <laughs> it was so nasty. The way it like slurped in every time. Oh, they came out of that girl. They came out of that thing. Oh, you eating her nastiness? Did you hear about uh, um, oh shit, the the writer at Lucas. Uh, I forget if it's Lucas Film or just Lucas Arts. Um, but the like the guy that's like a senior uh writer. He he's kind of like one of the guys that is hired by Lucas to, um, Lucas the company, not like George Lucas, but. He he works for the company. He manages the comics, the books, the video games, the movies, and the TV shows continuity. Jesus. He's a writer that works with writers to make sure if they have any new ideas they want to present to the table, that that new idea will not conflict with a previous idea or make sure at the very least that new idea that conflicts can be resolved with another new idea. So like, so like, you know, if somebody came to the table right now and said, uh, before seven, eight, nine came out, Palpatine's alive. 
this guy would have been like, wait a minute, that's not right. And then he would have waited a second and been like, you need to present a problem that like can pop up that caused that. You can't just tell me Palpatine's back. I need to know what caused him to be back so then I can establish the continuity that leads to him coming back. So they established the cloning tech that baby Yoda is part of, that a couple other people are, will presumably be part of, leading to the Mando, the not the Mando, the midichlorians ending up uh, being transferred into a body, which leads to Snoke, which leads to, like, that's the kind of job he has. It's problem solving on a continuity level. And somebody on Twitter asked him, what do you think about, uh, uh, what do you think about all the shows uh, being announced or whatever? And he was like, well, I can tell you right now, even more than the shows, this is the most exciting time in my life for Star Wars news. Not just for the shows. You, we just announced like six shows. And we haven't even announced the new comics. We haven't even announced the new books. We haven't even announced the like the majority of the new stuff we're working on with games. We haven't even, and I'm just sitting there like, what? Like, huh? Come again? Like, you haven't announced the majority of the stuff that you're working on? You've only announced six shows? Only six shows? What? <laughs> like, yeah, we went so long with nothing. We went so long. Like, so long with nothing. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> we went from 1983 to 1999 with no Star Wars anything except the Legends books. And the Legends books were either loved or hated. And, like, then we got the prequels. And until the Clone Wars show happened, they were almost globally hated by the original trilogy fans. Oh, yeah, it was bad. I mean, I mean... And Dave Filoni kind of retconning a lot of things and making certain things make more sense drew a lot of good attention back to the prequel trilogy. So now there's a lot more reason to enjoy that trilogy. Yeah, the Legends series was uh, pretty damn impressive. You know, the Heir to the Empire in particular was just like so fun. Oh, there's a lot of really good stories in Legends. It's just there's a lot of crap. I, it bothers oh, yeah. me how much good there is that balances with the crap. Like, really good story. Thrawn using, like, uh, hyperspace gravity wells and shit to, like, wipe out entire fleets and whatever. Really cool. Really cool. Like, wormhole warfare. Like, it's really cool. But, like, yeah, at the... Like then you got prince, the courtship of Princess Leia, and then fucking like, the, the troops at Bakura and shit. And you're like, what? And th and then you got you know Han Solo being mad at his son because Chewie tried to catch a moon and he got killed. Oh like, God. so ridiculous, so bad. But like, that's the thing. Like, you have the balance in the legends of like really good and really bad. So this is why I'm so glad Disney is actually taking the time to let Lucas, uh, film and Lucas Arts like properly retcon legends like because you can tell they're not just taking legends and tossing it completely you can tell they're taking the best things they can at the moment and putting it back into canon the best way possible like like leia having a lightsaber at any point in history was always legends material as much oh, yeah. as rise of skywalker bothers me in a lot of ways that is one of the best things they've brought in from legends like that is the shit. I well, love you would that. I hope so. I mean, it's funny because if you're, you know, Return of the Jedi, 
knowing that she had the force, you know, power to the force. It would just it. suck if she never ended up oh, training. If she, if she was just like, nah, I'm okay. No, nah, I don't apologize. feel like it. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't really yeah. feel I'm like it. bump off Mon Mothma to rule. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, I'm going to whack Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma real quick. The meeting's, the meeting's right in here, Mon Mothma. She's been in power since I was born. She's got to go. Like, <laughs> she her, takes her into a uh, uh, freaking, like, uh, launch bay, and she's like, "Look, it's in here." <laughs> what? And she closes the door and opens it. Hey, Mon Mothma, you mind checking out that seatbelt? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Ching ching, bitches. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. This is the new Frogger Home video game, Ribbit. It's just like the arcade game. Very lifelike, Ribbit. See, you have to hop Frogger past these cars and trucks. Ha, missed, Ribbit. Past the snakes, onto the logs, ooh, and the alligators in the river, Ribbit, Ribbit. And back home to his lily pad, Whew. Frogger is absolutely Ribbiting. The new Frogger Home video game. Bring it back to your pad. Sega's arcade game, now a home video game. From Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. But, uh, like, that's why I'm so excited, though, is, like, this dude said, we haven't even announced a single game that they got working on. And he was like, honestly, for a Star Wars gaming fan, there is no better time than what's coming. And that is the boldest statement I think I've ever heard, I considering the, the, year two, the year 2005 exists. <laughs> the right, year Battlefront and shit. Battlefront 1 and 2 dropped within that year. Uh, Lego Star Wars, the first one dropped that year. Uh, the the Episode Three movie game dropped that year, which was phenomenal. The um, there was a flight game too. I forget which one. Uh, Kotor. Uh, like, like the list of Star Wars games that dropped in that one year, that are like revered as like the best Star Wars games. Like that year is like the biggest. And they just said, like, what's coming up is, like, the the most exciting it's ever been. I am, like, hype as fuck. And then the comics, I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of High Republic shit, world building, because that's a whole era that we have, we don't, like, we don't know anything about. I'm pretty sure they're, they just dropped a book, um, the first written material about the High Republic. I think it just released today. Um, well, be and it's about the, the Jedi and whatever. I but that shit, them like the how the Sith started by you know there's a group of Jedi that went out, that were forced to leave because they were too violent. And then, so uh, fucking interesting. The the old Republic, the High Republic. Like I need more content from the stuff really far from the movie era. Like I wouldn't even be mad if we jump forward like 400 years and see what's happening then. Like it's cool that the old Republic's like a thousand years ago, but like what's a thousand years from now look like? Are we back to like a million Jedi and like two Sith, or are we at a point where the Sith are like, let's just build an army, like, you know, yeah, the you differences that happen in that amount of time, like huge. Well, if they ignore the rule of two and go back to the way it used to be before Bane, yeah, yeah the Sith will just be fighting each other constantly, and then you'll have the Jedi on the sidelines like eating popcorn, going, "Yeah, get him, punch him in the neck." Right. Punch him in the neck. <laughs> Thing is, though, like there's so much they can do with the old Republic prior to the rule of two because Bane w w pretty much created the rule of two because he was like, you know, l not only like a smart leader, like he understood tactic, but like 
also because he really just didn't like Sith. Like he was a Sith, but he didn't like Sith. He was like, I want to see a lot of these guys dead. So like, you know, maybe I'll just make this rule up and everybody will start dying off. Like well, remember, um, they had that thing with the, uh, when they had originally settled on uh Korriban, I keep calling it Korriban, I apologize. Um, but, uh, like the, they had these apprentices and people would take apprentices and there was like an apprenticeship program, basically like a general mm-hmm. training school. Yeah, Sith, but people died constantly. There was so much death that eventually. Yeah, and the oh, masters wow. were paranoid that they were going to be murdered by their apprentices really early. Yep. So they kept killing kids and killing people, <laughs> and like you know, people would die. And finally, they made a, you know it was, a, it was outlawed. It was a the old die. Republic MMO that uh, EA put out like a few years ago. Like if you if you choose the Sith path, that's like the first conflict you get involved with. Is you're in you're in like. You're imprisoned, you break out, and then you get a Sith Master, um, and then, like, the first real encounter is realizing your Master wants you dead. And you can straight up kill your Master right right there and just be like, nope, I'm my own Master now. Like, and uh, that's a really cool story to tell. I just wish we could see it on screen. Oh, God, yeah, that'd be so sweet. To see that, and plus, I mean, you like older droids and stuff like that, and cool old ships and stuff like that. You know, it's, it, I think it'd be a lot of fun. You know, they could even pull stuff out of the uh, Timothy Zahn novels, like the uh, oh yeah, you know the uh, uh, the Dark Fleet. You know, the fleet of ships that got you know, they were all slaved together. Then, but the the troops on board all went crazy and they <laughs> leaped, leaped to like a random spot in subspace and just like disappeared. Yeah, you know? I, forget, I don't think it's the Dark Fleet. Isn't it? A whole lot of stuff, man. Timothy Zahn really improved, like, the world building of Star Wars when oh, he started writing. Time. There were some really shitty books out there. I mean, like, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was written in 1977, pretty much right after the first movie dropped. And if you yeah. now, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? Man, I just watched an uh, interview with George Lucas, and he pissed me off just listening to him. He was, yeah. like, he was talking about how, like, when he made Star Wars the first time, you know, it was like all his baby and this and that. And, you know, sure it was. But don't act like you made the movie on your own. Um, yeah, exactly. exactly. And then and then after that, he was like, you know, I just didn't want studios getting a hold of it. Because if major studios did, they would taint what it really is and this and that. And I was sitting there like, you fucking asshole. Like, you're going to sit here and say that, but you hoard out the whole franchise to like 200 writers. And then... Like you, and then you sold the whole thing for like billions oh, to yeah. Disney. You like know, yeah. you're full of it, dude. Like if you loved it that much, you wouldn't have sold it. You, you never would have sold it. You would have just kept making movies and shut the fuck up. Like, yep. That's all. It, I mean, I get it though. Coming off of episode one through three, he was kind of like hated. He would, oh, he was shit on big time. <clears throat> and, he should, and do and tr- duly so. I mean, they're watchable, but you know, like and, and obviously episode three is the only one that's good on its own. Honestly, yeah, that's true. I mean, Revenge of the Sith was pretty fun to watch at first, but then after a while, you're like, Ugh. Phantom Menace <laughs> is is hard to get through. Honestly, yeah, um, Attack of the Clones, the first like three quarters are kind of tr- like not trash, but it's it's tough. Um, but once you get to the Battle of Geonosis, when all the Jedi show up, from then on, it's pretty decent. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I also, Jango Fett's really fucking cool. Let me just say that. Like, Jango yeah, Fett and I all really, of his scenes are really cool. But I really wish at the end Boba had picked up his helmet. And it just thunk it, out of his... <laughs> he his head to it. His, head, his dad's head just went... 
Well, you know what's funny is there's a reason it doesn't. If you watch really super slow-mo, when Mace chops his head off and you see the shadow of his head go flying, there's a brief moment where you see the shadow of his head separate from the helmet, which means Boba picks up the helmet, but his dad's head is probably like three feet to the right. Like, okay. <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. I love it. But uh, yeah, that was that was impressive. The Mandalorian, the fellow and Boba, and all that'll be kind of cool. And you know, I think um, <coughs> you know, it doesn't come back on until when the fuck does it come back on? Spring? No, yeah. it's gonna be a long while. I, I, I heard December, next December, right? It's yeah, Boba and Mando are supposed to be around the same time next year. That's so it's December 20, 2021, is what they said. Uh, yes, for Boba Fett. That's yes, uh, it's like a year. See, the thing is. That's why I think it's going to be flashback. That actor is getting a bit older, oh, yeah. and they can hire him and a, and a younger guy. Hopefully, the kid that played Boba in uh, Attack of the Clones, young Boba, because he's a grown-ass adult, and he wants to play Boba in his like mid-adult years. Like They could easily just grab them, too, and just let that be a thing. Oh, yeah. And what's this, uh, you know, the, the, the Obi-Wan series, they're talking about Hayden Christensen's coming back to play. As Vader. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. As fuck. I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. I really have this feeling that it's going to be one of two things, either force visions from Obi-Wan, like seeing the carnage that Vader's committing across the galaxy, or like almost like a last Jedi level, um, like a force link where they're, they're going to be able to like talk. Ooh, that'd be very I think cool. that would be really cool if, like, Obi Wan and Vader could have conversations. But in A New Hope, he didn't know <laughs> that Obi Wan was still alive. There was no proof. Like, that would be heard, the problem. Yeah, he hadn't heard from Obi Wan in forever. So, well, yeah, it's like he'd assumed he was dead because it was so long, and he would have been so old anyway. And like, if the stormtroopers hadn't have got him, like, you know, like he he assumed he would never see that man again after the whole Mustafar shit. Yeah, exactly, and it's, it was. What? I'm just really curious because if it's if it's a if it's not just Obi Wan's show, but it's called him like Obi Wan Kenobi, I'm gonna be really interested. If there's like whole episodes where we're just following Vader ripping through shit, like, oh, that'd be I'm gonna awesome. be really excited. That'd be really cool because I mean, that was one of the highlights of Rogue One, you know. And it was a, it was just it's just like this last episode. One of the highlights was not only seeing Luke Skywalker, but the way he enters through. The oh robot. my god. He crushes that last one. Okay, am I the only one that was watching this episode? And Mando is fighting the dark uh, trooper, and he kills the first one, and then he hits the airlock and sucks the rest of them out. And I was like, "Huh, that's anticlimactic." Like I was sitting there, like, did he really just kill all of them? Like, is that is that it? Yeah, he's there with you, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Gideon's like, send in the extra reinforcements, and they show up. I'm like, all right, cool. Now we can actually get a real fight. Until they flew back into the ship, I forgot. I was like, oh, they do have jet boots, don't they? Because they flew down to the planet and picked up the yeah. (laughs) Duh, I forgot about it completely. You know. Yeah, yeah. You just don't think about it. It's it's just one of the things. And they're robots. They're droids. They're not like people. So. Yeah, they're not augmented like the first couple series were. And then the, I guess the, the third series is supposed to be like it's like a tank. It's huge and armored. And right. Guns everywhere. You know, it's pretty War cool. machine, like all over the place. But yeah, I, like, I like that episode a lot. That was really, really so good. 
Oh my gosh. The story, the story was good. I'm glad they didn't shoot the baby at first. I thought when the baby was like touching the screen and looking at Luke, he's going to turn and have a smoking hole in his shirt. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> like, ah. Oh my God. You know what we should talk about tomorrow? Cyberpunk? Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, but we should play that game. also talk about uh, Marvel. Yeah. Because there is like 20 fucking things they just unloaded all at once. Like, so they, cool. they just announced like a bunch of shows. And, and movies. I can't wait to talk about Wonder Woman. We'll talk about that, too, because people are shitting on that movie already. They're I like, can't wait to see it so I can either agree or disagree with all of them. <laughs> like, first, first tweet. Like you see this, I, was like, I was like, oh, Wonder Woman came out. I clicked on it. The first tweet I see is, who asked for this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people did, to be fair. Like, the well, first yeah, movie was awesome. Ago, three years ago when it came out. <laughs> Well, it was supposed to come out early this year. It would have been like two years. So oh, it's still too long. It's just it's like, the fuck, really, really. I think it was just all the problems that Joss Whedon brought to the table with DC uh, kind of put everything on a I shelf. I just hope. I just hope it doesn't like. I'm just thinking it's going to be really shitty. It's going to ruin the character, and she's not going to want to play it anymore. And people aren't going to want to make movies of it because that's a really good character. I'm hoping it surprises me, dude. I really do. And I hope. Yeah. I hope this uh, Snyder cut does well enough that they say fuck the continuity that Whedon was trying to create we're sticking with Zach like yes, I hope I it's good enough oh, it's gonna be so good. I heard uh there's one f-bomb in the movie and it's Batman and he says fuck at some point and uh I, I can't wait to see what dumb line he says to get to that but <laughs> <laughs> I, I really yeah. hope it's like a fucking parademon shows up and like yells in his face and he's like what the fuck <laughs> I don't not want to fuck you I mean <laughs> The music kicks in. Bow, bow, bow. Oh no! He was. Like, I thought you hated me. I don't not want to smash. Uh, uh. Oh, my heart! It just grows. Is that is that what uh is that what happened when you fuck Steve Trevor? Oh my God! Wonder Woman punches him in the chest. He fucking explodes. Oh my God! <laughs> the Snyder Cut got real violent real you quick. Killed, you killed Batman. Eh, whatever. From what I understand, though, he said uh, it's probably going to be R-rated um, because of so. because of that one fuck, and that uh, it's got a lot of um, increased like not necessarily gore, but like blood, like Ooh. same way like the Batman versus Superman uh, Ultimate Edition when he did his cut of it, like Batman showed up to that warehouse in the end and like started throwing guys into the walls and you started seeing like when their heads hit like the blood splatter because yes. he hit he threw them that hard like that was awesome he's saying like more of that so like if if cyborg runs up and punches a parademon it might just explode that's like, fantastic as it should do as it should as, as, it, as it should at least he didn't bring gleek in you know like the wonder twins and shit like that <laughs> and i just seen uh i just seen gal um she said uh she did not have a good experience with uh she did not have a good experience with Joss. She just never spoke about it. Ooh. Yeah, Joss, Joss is kind of she a thought it was strange. asshole. Like Buffy was good. Angel was pretty good. And then like I think he had high in the smell of his own farts. He was just like, I can't do anything, Rocks. I think he's hit this you know, because the fandom for Buffy is huge. Huge. Still. Yeah, I think he's just walking around with his ego and like you know he's doing shit like this now. People are seeing like, oh wait a minute, you're kind of a dick, you know. Yeah, you know, you're not, you know, because his writing's not terrible. Firefly was 
pretty damn funny. I mean, he's good at, at, at writing. I just think he might be shitty at directing. I think it might be part of it. You know what I mean? Like, he puts what's yeah. his complete power. He's like, oh, I can make them say whatever I want. It's like Mr. Burns laughing. Ha, 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 ha. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> or he Dude, might be shitty. <laughs> there's talks that fucking uh, Dune sequel won't happen at all. I know Villanueva really wants to make it too. He's a big fan, but he's so pissed off right now. Well, the he's problem so is no one's going to go to a fucking theater when we have 17 million people total uh, infected with COVID. Like, no one's going to a theater. And the only reason they won't do a second Dune movie, more than likely, is because the deal where HBO Max gets to stream all the films next year, the, the two-picture deal for Dune was contingent on a good box office for the first movie but there is no box office when you have an hbo max deal and really i mean realistically once it gets streamed once like within like an hour you're gonna have it it's gonna the bootleg is gonna be crazy yeah oh yeah no constantly absolutely discovery comes out you know and like we pay for cbs hall access right that that app sucks ass it's horrible it stutters it lags and you have commercials that's such a shame and so, like, we'll watch her to watch it. And if it starts stuttering and the audio's off, I watch that shit on Cody because I already paid for it. So I own it. I can watch it. You know, like, it's not it's not stealing at all. And everything I, I watch it on, you know, when I watch it on Cody, it's perfect. And I'm just like, why Why is a, uh, a program designed to just stream random shit better than a program that I pay for? You know, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Yeah, no, we should we should definitely talk about that. We'll do we'll definitely talk about that tomorrow. There's a lot of shit to cover. A whole lot. But I just wanted to get this Mandalorian one. Oh yeah. That. Well, well that's a lot, time. man. That's a I mean, phenomenal show. Plus it's been a while since since we recorded, so it's a good idea. I mean, I'm using my new condenser mics and my uh, mm-hmm. focus right um uh, what should call it? Audio interface so I can have the gain up a little bit without having a buzzing noise. It's this focus right little component is fantastic i really like it a lot and obviously using condenser mics is uh, a little bit clearer compared yeah. to the old task cam we used to use so and you sound really good right now so you got your headset too don't you it's your fancy yep i got this uh it's like a i want to say it's like a 300 dollars headset i got for 60 bucks because my neighbor she works for uh Harman audio uh which which works through jbl the mixing on them that the options you get with these like they have their own program on the computer that you get to mix around the audio to like your liking and it's fantastic but uh yeah i, I love them i love them to death it's impressive it's, it's you know if you get a higher quality headset and audio like it makes a big difference yeah you know, speaking of your dad if you know it's like <laughs> he's got his tiktok have you seen his tiktok yet <laughs> yeah he changed his name on purpose I was like, oh. And he can't change it back. <laughs> oh, no. And he said he's got to wait like a month and a half before he can change it back. Oh. He changed it on purpose to try to like have like a social experiment yeah. like to see like if I change my name to that, will I get like an ab- um, absurdly large number of hit that man's supporters to like jump on my like account? Because there's a kid that we know that actually changed his name to like to something similar and this kid like overnight got like a hundred thousand followers on tiktok oh jesus and like it's so funny because like they none of them people he knows and 
like everybody that was on his page before, they know exactly what kind of person he is. He's very anti that, but he did it as a joke. And then he gets a hundred thousand followers and then he starts making fake videos as if he supports the man. And like all the followers are like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And like <laughs> the people he really knows are like, what the fuck? And Dude, his like, name still says Hush Carlisle. <laughs> but like, it's it's so funny because they were like, this dude doesn't affiliate with this kind of behavior ever. And then like now he's on TikTok with this new name and it's like he's he's doing like dumb stuff on these videos. And he was just his his following gained to like four hundred and something thousand. Oh my and like God. over the course of a weekend. And he was like he was like the funniest thing's gonna be when this man loses and I still have this name and all these followers, and I'm going to just start posting a bunch of the opposite. Like, <laughs> and all these people are going to have it in their feed. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fantastic. I love that. And your dad still, your name still says at Hush Carlisle. He's only got two followers, me and somebody else. So yeah. what did he change his name to? Well, he changed his official name on it to, like, Daniel Trump or something. Oh, no. It's, unless maybe he's, does he have another account? He might have changed it back. Oh, he might have changed like, it back. Because it was like I was looking it, for a it, song. That was like a month and a half, like literally like a month and a half ago. Like it was around Halloween when this happened. But I like, did not use TikTok at all. I just created it so nobody else would steal the Don't Feed After Midnight TikTok account. There's like name, three you know? or four. Um, there's like three or four people I I like to watch on there, but it's only because they're like little skit people and like they're funny as fuck. So but like a lot of people on there just do dumb dance videos. There's a lot of weird shit going on on that fucking app. It's it's strange. Well, I had to put up like something. So I was like, oh, I'll put up some stuff. And I was like, what the what's on here? And you <laughs> was like, oh, hush. I was like, oh, Detroit Players. Let's play. Oh, that's a fucking good song. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. You know, I don't really listen to rap, but I was like, that song's badass. That's a fucking good song. So Yeah, he's working on an album right now and he's uh he's stressing because he's got a song he's writing and uh or he's got a right to uh the guy he's working with already wrote a verse to it and the plan for this song is my dad's gonna finally like speak his piece on like a lot of shit that he's gone through with the music industry and like specifically like how like him and m haven't talked in like 16 years 15 years Dude, like my dad and eminem were like such good friends specifically because of me and M's daughter being born within like three weeks of each other. They had a huge reason to bond because they were both being becoming young fathers at the same time. And they were both white rappers in Detroit. Like they had a lot to fucking bond about. And then M gets his deal. My dad gets his deal. Like he apologized to Rihanna on that new, uh, I, I heard it, new but song. he, on that new song, he references my dad's old group. Like oh, right, yeah. right before the Rihanna line too, I like know, yeah. he says, uh, like I started out in the underground with all that ruckus, and my dad's first rap group was Da Ruckus. Da Ruckus, at, yeah. yeah. So like, well, that's fun. And he, and he brought that, that back. And a lot of people don't know, like the song that he did with Da Ruckus, like it was actually like his first big song ever. I think, I mean, if, if these guys actually, like, most, with as with most things like that, if they had the chance to sit down and talk, it'd be ironed out in, like, two minutes. But because there's all these people between them, a lot of those guys, I think... They shelter him so yeah, hard. Yeah, and they want to, that's, that's their moneymaker, so they don't want to, like, ruin anything, so they don't want to upset him, you know? You know, you can't see your friends type life. 
Oh yeah, well Ozzy went. Ozzy went through that where he the people were giving him pills like crazy to keep him, cr- you know, crazy and on drugs. And even mm-hmm. Sharon did for a while, you know, because you know he got to the point where when he wasn't on it, uh, you know, when he wasn't on pills or something, he was violent. So she was made sure he always had drugs, and also you know it kept him happy or whatever. And she was you know doing stuff. So like, you know, it's, it's funny though because once they get older, like Emma's, you know, in his forties now. So once that shit happens. Like, you start chilling out. Like, like I don't get as angry now as I used to when I was younger. I mean, shit's happened to me where if I was in my 20s, I'd be like, I'm going to fucking break you in half. And now I'm just, shit happens. I'm just like, you're a fucking moron. And like, I, like, walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's it's really weird. So, you know, you, you tend to look back more the older you get, you know, because, I mean, part of it, too, is, like, the world stops giving, you know, and instead it starts taking, you know, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. shit. And that, that's is a revelation for a lot of people, you know. But yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll all work out. I mean, like, like I said, I don't listen to rap at all. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's a that's a good song, man. <laughs> you know, like holy shit. You know, you go back and look at some of the music. I've never, like, in all the years we've known each other, I've never actually gone and listened to your dad's music before. Because I was like, except for bits and pieces, I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, he's kind of an artist. <laughs> yeah, good, you know. I guess we should probably sign off. I'm gonna edit like a lot of that shit out. So. Um. <laughs> Alright, you guys, so we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.